0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of What Are You Talking About? Today's guest is Bethany Flores. She is a 4 times CrossFit Games athlete and is returning to the Games this year after two years off due to COVID and injury. One of the most well-known names in the sport, Bethany is a force to be reckoned with and I for one can't wait to watch her comeback this year. We chat about what it takes to get back and all of her experiences so far. Make sure you like, share and subscribe to be the first to hear all about our new episodes and content and as always, we hope you enjoy... Bethany, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me on here. It's such a pleasure. And It is that time of year you are back in the lead up to the Games. How are you feeling? How's everything? How's the body? How's the mind? Yeah, yeah. I actually, was. I woke up this morning, I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm in Games training,
1: which I'm actually very grateful for, but definitely feel a little beat up. And uh, it's just, the time of the year. And, um, I think when you have off a couple of years, you just become more grateful for the experiences. And so that's kind of just how I feel like I'm like, man, I'm tired. I feel beat up. Things are hurting, but at the same time, grateful to be able to even be here and do this. And as I was reflecting on last year and I was just kind of in between things, just not really in a routine and I thrive with routine so grateful for just routine and being beat up.
0: Yeah I love it it's one of them things it's when you talk to like elite athletes they're like yeah I'm in pain but it's a good thing I'm like hurting. Yeah. Me. <laughs> You're like that's why I don't do that. <laughs> I don't push myself that hard I just do it for fun. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm gonna talk about obviously you've had quite a wild few years um particularly in response to the games but going back correct me if i'm wrong here with the dates but you started crossfit 2015 and you were at your first games 2017 is that right you are correct
1: yeah <laughs> that seems
0: it. like a very short period of time <laughs> yeah can you summarize a little bit about kind of how you found crossfit and how i suppose you figured out you were good enough to get to the games so quickly
1: yeah, um, so I was a competitive gymnast growing up, and I think a lot of gymnasts, they kind of just, they want to find the next thing that kind of makes them feel the same way in gymnastics, because it was highly competitive, you're competing a lot, you're pushing your body, you're learning new skills, and so once I got done with gymnastics, I tried a ton of things, and I liked them all, but they were not, nothing was like, that's it, that's exactly what I want to do. Um, so I did like long distance running for a little bit, um, track and cross country in high school, uh, triathlons, obstacle course, racing, bodybuilding, the list goes on. Um, and then eventually I was introduced to CrossFit. I think the first workout I actually did was Murph (laughs) and I was like, Oh, this is kind of fun in a weird way. It sucks, but it's fun. And, uh, so I just kind of got hooked after that. And then, um, slowly, but surely after, so I started in 2015 in the fall. Um, and after that, I was like, well, I'm going to try like some local competitions and just see if I actually really like this and and competing in it.
0: Um, and I was pretty much hooked after that. Did you, so obviously you did gymnastics and a lot of things. Did you always, when you were trying to find the next sport, was it always going to be competitively oh yeah Uh,
1: always always I uh I can't help but be competitive even if I say I'm like oh I'm just gonna do this for fun um there's just like a second gear that automatically I feel like kicks in when I go and compete in whatever I'm doing um and I just can't help but just kind of like push myself to the limit so yeah I can't help it
0: (laughs) that's why you are where you are so in relation to CrossFit I suppose because as you say there's a lot of local comps obviously you've been to the biggest competition and the and kind of the highest level was how quickly from starting did you think right that's where I want to be I want to be elite I want to get to the games how quickly did that happen for you
1: um I would say like after the 2016 16 um open I just um I felt like I kind of started taking it a little bit more serious and I was like, oh, like I could actually do something with this. Um, and then I think in 2017, before that season started, I did Um, for like the, so they had like the different um, tiers that you could do. And so I was right below elite. I did RX and it was like my first three-day competition and it was, it was awful. I wanted to quit after it. It was so hard. Um, because I had never really experienced anything like that, even in gymnastics, like you compete for a day, you know. No, I don't think I ever did anything else that you competed multiple days in a row. And I just remember getting to the second day and I was like, I'm tired, like, really tired. I don't know if I can do this for another day. And I just remember getting to the third day and I was like, I want to quit, I don't want to do this anymore. And then, like, a couple days after, you're like, No, that was fun. I actually really like that. So, just like this weird, uh, I don't know. I must be crazy, mm-hmm. um, but I think after, I would say more specifically after that, I was like, okay, I think I want to do this at a higher level and just kind of see see what I can do. But I don't think I took it like super serious until like probably 2019, 2020.
0: Yeah, that's so interesting you say about the three days. I want to like loop back to that bit <gasps> because if you think about, I suppose any sport. Even if they're competing numerous days in a row, they're kind of competing, like, say, it's athletics, you know, for five minutes or an hour. But you're competing from, like, what, eight, ten hours a day? Like, obviously not the whole day, but a long period of time over, I suppose, the Games, five days. How, like, how do you go from not competing, (laughs) I suppose, to then, like, throwing yourself into that? Like, how does your body react to that for the first time? I suppose, like, looking back at Guadalooza, how did you Yeah.
1: Oh man. I mean, I feel like the, the best way to learn is just to kind of like dive head deep into the, to the water. And so, um, I feel like your body, I feel like your body adapts pretty quickly to whatever you put it through. Um, and so, yeah, even like the first games experience, I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm dead. Like after like the second day, I was like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. Um, but I guess as the years went on, um, your body just kind of adapts to it. It's kind of crazy and it's kind of, it's cool. It's cool that your body does do that, but, um, there's no way around it except for just doing it. And so that's kind of like what, where I feel like my, um, all this experience these last couple of years kind of got me to this point where maybe physically I'm not at hundred percent because of my back, but I have all of this experience and all this time I've been to the games and three and four day competitions and like rookies, like they, they've never experienced anything like that. And so when they go to the games, it's like getting hit in the wall, like with your face and you're like, wow, this is a, uh, it's a whole nother monster. Um, so Sometimes you have to rely on your experience Mm -hmm. and your laurels a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and so it's crazy to think, so you say 2019, 2020, that 2019 was kind of your last in-person experience at the Games, right? Because 2020 was all online. How, what, firstly, what was it about that year, I suppose, that made you kind of start taking it more seriously? Was there anything in particular that flipped for you? um, Yeah, I- changed your mind?
1: Yeah, I just feel like every year I started chipping away at the things that I could tell were uh, that I wasn't doing well, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I knew for me, like, I wanted to try to make this an actual career and not something that I just did for fun really quickly and then switched to something else. Um, and with everything that I did before CrossFit, it was like go 110%. And um, I just, I really got burned out from that. So, having that in mind, I was like, I just need to every year chip away at something like get better at training and like my training schedule or get better at sleeping, but get better at nutrition and just kind of chip away every single year. And so I feel like by the third year I went to the CrossFit games, I did not have it all figured out. That's for sure. But I felt like I had a little bit more of a, of a handle on some stuff. Uh, and I think it just really just, I mean, getting eighth place in 2019, I was like, okay, like I can do this. Like I can do something in the sport, you know? Um, so I think that was kind of just a mindset shift for me and not, I wouldn't say I was taking it a hundred percent serious and taking ownership of everything, but I felt like I was getting more of a grip of where I wanted to go with the sport. Mm-hmm.
0: Does it, how much looking back coming eighth in your coming off like your best finish are really really great games to then the next year having to do it like all online yeah Only the top five are actually going to get to experience this like it was such a weird thing I remember watching it and it's it's so what you know watching it a million people on screen you're like who where am I going it was yeah. so hard to even kind of articulate that as an experience like watching what was it like being in it
1: Honestly, it just felt like the open, you know, it was like another online qualifier really didn't feel like the game's experience. Um, uh, And I I feel like everyone has their story of how they felt in 2020. Um, But I was plagued with a lot of injuries. So I didn't even want to compete. I was just hoping I was crossing my fingers. I was like, I hope it just doesn't happen at all, which is a terrible mindset to be in um but that was just like the truth I was like just dealing with so many injuries and I was like oh I just don't want to compete because I know that I won't be at my best and um uh, yeah so the entire weekend even though like I felt like the open um I was just my headspace was just not there whatsoever and it showed like I got 20th place I was like oh I just want this whole weekend to be over with I don't want to be here I know I'm not in shape like all that stuff but yeah I it just it definitely wasn't like the the games experience that you would want, and uh, I I feel like for me as a competitor, I I do better in person, like on the competition floor. So maybe even if I'm not at my best, mm-hmm. I think maybe possibly I would have finished a little bit better just being in front of the crowd and just feeding off of that.
0: Mm-hmm. So it, it
1: was definitely different.
0: Yeah, I c- I cannot imagine. I mean, it's hard enough. Like even you talk about online qualifiers, people who aren't you know at your level. Doing an online qualifier is pretty hard. And a lot of the time you'll even have your box like surrounding you and cheering you on. But to literally do it with the bare minimum of people, I cannot imagine. Um, Flipping that then, a year Mm -hmm. later, a totally different experience (laughs) leading up to the Games. I want to talk first about um, you had a really kind of very well kind of publicised training crew because it was a lot of people Mm -hmm. that a lot of people were following. And I remember kind of watching the sem- um course finals and things that was all at, over on YouTube and everything how does that compare kind of even just in the lead up to semis having people back in the gym and a training crew around you who are doing it with you
1: yeah you know honestly like that was the most like uh I guess comfortable or physically prepared semifinals I was at because I had the number three girl in the world training right next to me the entire time. And then I had Danielle that was like super, she's so talented and so fit. It's unbelievable. So, um, that whole weekend at semifinals just felt like another training, training weekends, because we were pushing that hard pretty much every single day and like, uh, just battling every day in the gym, um, during training. So that was like, yeah I was just like man it just feels like you know it felt like home and you know, obviously we had the home advantage too of being in Las Vegas so that was kind of nice uh because it was definitely a disadvantage not living there with yeah, how dry I it is ask about this mm-hmm. it was terrible um I think it took me like two months to adapt to just the environment there um so I felt really bad I was trying to give everyone tips of like the people that showed up, I was like, you gotta just chug the electrolytes, get some beta alanine in you, like try to buffer the lactic acid because it's going to hurt. Um, but yeah, I just felt really comfortable and it was a really cool experience for all three of us to stand on the podium together, like a very special, very special thing that, um, if you look at the other training camps, I don't think any other training camp has been able to do that. Um, and that just shows that like what we were doing in training was working yeah. and just pushing to the limits. Really you, cool.
0: Is there anything like, obviously you're all competitive and you all want to win. Is there anything mm-hmm. like, obviously you were at the top of the podium. Is it like anything, any part of you that's like, Oh, I kind of wish they won. Or was it just like, as long as you were up there together, as long as you qualified, like what was your attitude competitively going into that semifinals in 2021?
1: uh honestly I went into it and I was like man I just hope I make it (laughs) I didn't know because you just like you have the people that you're training with and I was honestly getting beat pretty much every day in the gym like I wasn't I wasn't winning there was it was very rare that I actually won um and so I kind of went into it with the headspace of like man I hope I get like fifth place at least you know um and so when everything kind of actually happened at semifinals. I was just surprised the entire weekend. I was like, oh wow, I can't believe this is actually happening. Um but you know you always want everyone to just do well. Like you want to be able to beat people when they're at their hundred percent best, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at least that's how I see it. So I just I always want everybody and whoever I'm competing against to be a hundred percent healthy, their headspace to be there the entire time. And like let's actually push each other on the floor. So that's mostly what I was thinking about. It's just, I want everyone to be healthy and just push.
0: Yeah, it was such a great weekend. That was probably, I remember watching that semifinals and just being glued to the screen. It was <laughs> such a, like the competitiveness at uh, the level of all of you was just insane. You said a little bit about home advantage. How much does that actually make a difference? Because as you say, like the atmosphere is, is hugely yeah. different, but just understanding it all, do you like, obviously, I know, in jest, maybe you say home advantage, but do you actually think it made a massive difference to particularly the three of you who were training there and then obviously podium? Yeah, I think
1: it does. Um, Especially there in that environment, just because there is elevation. It's not very high, but there's still elevation. And then it was just, it's so dry there. Mm -hmm. But on the opposite end, if you go anywhere else, it's a disadvantage. So it's like when you go to Madison, it's so humid there, or even Miami for like Wadapalooza, that living in Vegas is actually a disadvantage. <laughs> I thought it was actually, I thought it was gonna be a, an advantage. I was like, oh, we're gonna be in elevation. I'm gonna feel so good when I go anywhere else. And I was like, yeah, I feel terrible. This is not good. Um, but yeah, to the opposite side, like we got to sleep in our own bed every single night, which, cause we were like 20 minutes away from the competition. So that was a huge advantage. Um, yeah, just not having to travel is, it's just so hard on your body to travel. Mm -hmm. And I think like, as specifically for like athletes and we're just like, so in tune with our bodies and very sensitive. So like when we go and have to travel and get on a plane and like not sleep in your own bed, like you just feel it. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously you like deal with it because that's what you just have to do for most competitions. But man, it was, I was like, man, we are lucky. (laughs) To be yeah. here in Vegas and have that advantage and and same for this semifinals like I I wanted to sleep in my own bed but unfortunately in California a 20 mile drive is like two hours so yeah. I didn't but it was still like in California so you're used to like the weather and all of that and the climate so it was still an advantage I believe
0: yeah and I suppose even taking away like a pre-comp flight and all that like I think people yeah. probably forget how much that like, you see I suppose what are we like nearly a, a three four weeks out from the games and you see that people are getting to Madison now and you're like ah because you've yeah. got you need to get yourself into the zone and prep now how yeah. important is it to when you like arrive somewhere to settle into that environment like how quickly do you think you need to do it to be ready for competing
1: uh like I go back and forth with that like sometimes I actually do better with just like showing up right before and just
0: and doing it compared to
1: like being there for like a week before because I've done both especially in Madison but I I I don't know if this is a good idea but when I did Dubai back in 2018 uh I literally showed up the day before (laughs) I was like, and I felt okay for some reason, because I was, like, getting up at 5 a.m. every morning, and we had to get up at, like, 6 anyways, but uh, so I I think that was actually okay. I think, like, trying to acclimate in Dubai, 16-hour flight, like, all of that, and be out there for a week could could have been a disadvantage for me it's almost like you just got to rip off the band-aid yeah um and then like with Madison too like I've been out there like a week before and I sometimes get antsy if I'm just out there and I'm not in my own environment and there's like really nothing else to do except for wait around and train a little bit um and so I found for me personally like I do better just showing up the last minute kind of thing so like we have to be there by Monday morning so I'm just flying out Sunday and I just want to stay in my own environment for as long as possible even though like yes it's way more humid over there there's a kind of a time difference or whatever but um yeah I just found for me I do better with just as close as possible and then fly out there
0: (laughs) that is that's (laughs) absolutely fair enough and so 2021 then which so you were you made it did you make it to madison before you found yes. out <laughs> um so very unfortunately you tested yeah. positive for covid like uh, literally probably that monday right a week before the games, mm-hmm. the week of yeah. the games you were going in first place semi-finals like everyone was talking you were one of them names that everyone was talking about yeah tell me like if you don't mind because i'm sure it's probably quite horrible to remember and talk about but like that that week and that experience kind of having that taken away from you what was it like yeah um honestly
1: like the bigger picture and perspective that i had throughout the entire thing that happened was that i was mentally prepared for something like that um i started doing like a lot of mental work um just mental emotional work on myself in 2019 after the crossfit games and so even though it still sucked, like, I'm not going to say that it didn't. Um, I was like at peace with it for some mm. reason. And, and honestly, I was so sick that mm. I couldn't even think about competing. So I was, I was actually hoping it was COVID. Cause I feel like silver lining saying that you have COVID compared to like, Oh, she's just under the weather. is two different things. And I think like Unfortunately, unfortunately, people respect the fact that like it was COVID compared to like oh she was just sick, you know. Silver lining, but yeah, I was uh, I was I was down for the count. Like I was body aches and chills, and like I couldn't even touch my own skin, and I was like I can't even think about getting out of bed right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I knew that I had something going on, and uh, but when I got back from Madison. I think it hit me a little bit more. It's just kind of like, mm, this is sad. So I literally for like two days, I just had my hood on, on the couch and I just watched the CrossFit games. I was just like, I need to mourn a little bit. Uh, my husband was like, what are you doing? I was like, I have to do this. Yeah. I have to watch. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it was kind of a bummer once I started feeling a little bit better. I was like, ah, oh, man, this sucks. But I, I truly and wholeheartedly believe like everything happens for a reason. I know that's very cliche to say, but like, I truly believe that like it wasn't for me that year for some mm-hmm. reason. And I needed to go through what I went through these last two years um, to truly get to the bottom of myself with a lot of things and just take more ownership of stuff. And um, I think a missing link in my career has always been like the mental game and just having confidence in myself. And mm-hmm. there is a lot of like low self-esteem and self-worth. Um, and I could tell because of the things that I was doing outside of the gym, uh, and almost like self-sabotaging myself mm-hmm. because I just never thought I was worthy of anything good, uh, especially in my CrossFit career. So, um, I'm actually really grateful for the, the last two years even Mm -hmm. though it's been, it's been hard. It's been really hard. Um, but I think when you start taking ownership of stuff and just kind of really reflecting on the person that you want to be and like, what's actually going to bring you fulfillment and joy. Um, I think that you just flourish as a person. And so that's kind of just where I feel like I am like, Uh, I still really want to do well in CrossFit and I truly believe that I can get on the podium for the first time. Like I have all the capabilities to get on the podium, um, whether that's for me or not in my actual career, we're going to find out. Right. Um, but just having, just building the self-worth and the self-confidence, uh, means everything more to Mm -hmm. me than just like a placement, the money that you get, because that stuff is all great, but is actually not going to bring fulfillment and joy at the end of the day so
0: um yeah just having more alignment with what I want in life yeah absolutely I think I remember you posting I can't remember if it was maybe during semi something about how you kind of were a people pleaser before or you still maybe yeah. are, I agree but you were doing it for other people we always and are people pleaser <laughs> to people pleaser yeah I get you <laughs> um we're addicts we can't help but- it. Yeah but I suppose when you work on that and it's like Mm -hmm. I'm majorly working on it at the moment (laughs) Um, but obviously not competing at the games for two years through no fault of your own going from kind of maybe feeling like you were disappointing other people is that where there's been a shift as well because you don't feel like you've done that so much anymore like how how's the shift Mm -hmm. there because like I remember reading that post that you'd, you'd written and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, no, she shouldn't feel like this. <laughs> but obviously, as you as you know, whatever anyone says sometimes can't help. But how how was yeah. that shift um when you obviously missed two seasons? Um yeah. you know, like for you, how do you feel about it now?
1: Yeah. i well, honestly, I would go back even more to like that's the whole reason like I even started my mental health journey in 2019 after it literally happened like right after the games I as I, for some reason I was like I don't deserve this it was a fluke um and I had a lot of people that supported me and loved me but I just didn't let anybody in because I didn't want to let anybody down I think mm-hmm. that was part of the problem and I feel like a lot of people can resonate with that they're just like I just got to keep everybody at bay so like if I actually fail at something and suck then I don't feel like the weight of the world on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is like so far from the truth, anyways, does so, such a lie that is just told in our heads over and over again. That's yeah. it's just funny to think about it now. But that's where I was at. Like my headspace was there. Um and so I think just continuing to like not give up when things were going self for me. Yeah. Um and just continuing to work on myself and the self-esteem, the self-worth and the self-confidence. Um, I just have really invited those people that have always supported me and loved me and just advocated for me in. And uh, it's been like just the biggest difference in my career, honestly, so far, and honestly just in life, but you just realize that those advocates, like they're there for you no matter what, like they don't care. It's not contingent on anything. Like it's not, if you do this, then we're going to love you. Yes, they're going to be, they're going to celebrate when you do well, right. But they're also going to be there for you when you fail, when you're not doing well. Um, and so I think that was one of the many lessons I had to learn um, this these past two years and not competing is to lean on community. And that, that is everything. Like you have to have community um, and you have to tell on yourself when things aren't going well. And um, I think when I stopped, um, like trying to, I don't know, I just tried to use other things and cope with other things like alcohol and just, just really bad things in my life when things weren't going well. And when I just stopped numbing things and I actually owned up to when things were hard mm-hmm. uh, in my life and I was feeling you know, seasons of depression or anxiety, Um, and I talked about it with people instead of just like suppressing it and trying to deal with it on my own, Um, that has just been like the biggest difference Mm -hmm. uh, in my life, and it's like you're never going to be immune to those feelings. I think everyone has some form of scale of depression and anxiety, Um, but I feel like a lot of people on the other hand, numb it with things because they just don't want to deal with it. And they don't even, sometimes they don't even know that they're doing that. They're just kind of, it's just on autopilot. And I think that was me for the longest time. I was just on autopilot and I didn't know that I was even doing that. Um, but yeah, when I started actually sitting in my emotions of depression and anxiety and sharing that with people and just taking ownership, um, man, it's just made like the biggest difference. And there's like, there's so much freedom with that. Yeah, And so I think it's just allowed me to be on the floor or do what I want to do in my CrossFit career and not feel like I have to please anybody with it. And I'm actually doing it for myself for the first time. So one of the many reasons why I'm grateful for the last two years.
0: Absolutely. And I think there's probably something around like being an athlete, being a professional athlete, you have kind of this persona in a way to right? to be strong and to be like mentally ready for things and I think more and more now people are opening up about actually you don't have to be like that um I think in CrossFit like you talk about community one thing in the last year like your community's kind of changed right because you've moved and things mm-hmm. have shifted how does that affect your kind of mental game obviously we'll talk about your physical game in a minute but mentally moving away from potentially like your safe space or maybe not a say like how does it shift um mentally going from like well moving states or you didn't move states did you move states you did, did yeah you? I did yeah I <laughs> no, say. You got it I <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like moving states having this kind of big life change how does yeah. that affect your mental gain
1: um I think overall it's been good uh I think uh physically my body held up in 2021 with pushing really hard like we like i was saying earlier like we were pushing every day yeah. really hard in the gym because we're all competitive and that's just kind of what you do and luckily my body held up with that but i think after coming back after covid and stuff my body just wasn't adapting to all the pushing um and so and like going out to vegas too i was only going to be out there for a for a couple of years, because uh, once my husband and I got married, it was time for me to kind of make some sacrifices and move wherever he's at, because he has his own career. He works for the Lakers. He's constantly traveling, and he sacrificed a lot for the first three years of our relationship. Like, he would go and travel for a day or up to a week and then during his off hours he would fly out to Vegas to come see me for 12 hours and it was just a lot mm-hmm. so I was really grateful for that I was like man this guy really loves me and he's a, a lot of sacrifice. <laughs> yes he's a keeper um and so like my mentality going out to Vegas was always to like move wherever he was at once we got mm-hmm. married um But I realized, too, as a person and as an athlete that I do well with, like, smaller groups, like, one-on-one or just two or three people. And we expanded pretty quickly in Vegas, which, like, awesome, like, really cool for, for Justin and just the growth of underdogs and stuff but I just realized that that wasn't like the greatest fit for me. And then as my body's gotten older too, like, I just can't, I can't push like that every day. My body like literally breaks down. Um, And that's kind of what I was experiencing uh, at the end of 2021 leading into 2022. It was just like, my body was just breaking down constantly Mm -hmm. as injury after injury after injury. And then like when you're not able to work out in the gym and you're just in pain all the time, I think mentally that gets to you as well. You're just like, man, this isn't fun. Like I'm not having fun anymore. And I told Justin that I was like, I'm just not having fun. Like, I don't know if my career is over, but I'm just like not having fun anymore. Cause I'm, I'm constant pain. And, um, so I just felt like it was a better move for me to kind of just, uh, kind of reset, um, kind of just do things on my own and just be with myself, which was kind of scary in itself because I went from that environment and just always having people around and pumping you up and training and pushing, which I think is great. But I think for me and where my career was at and just where my body was at, it was, it was time for me to kind of revert back to kind of where I was when I was in Texas. And I did that for a couple of years where I was just training by myself and, um, Luckily it's, it's worked out just because constantly, pretty much every single day, since I started the season, I've had to like change things in my programming. Yeah. Um, so it's been a better fit, but the gym that I'm at, there's like a ton of people. So there's always like energy yeah. in the gym. Cause if you're training by yourself and there's no one in the gym, that's not fun. <laughs> you're like, the energy is so low, Um. but I feel like it's been a good transition where like I'm doing my own stuff and I feel mentally pretty great about it but there's still people in the gym. So yeah. yeah, I think there's pros and cons to it all.
0: Absolutely. And so you made kind of your own decision last year not to compete, um, not to take part in the season because of injury in particularly your back. Um, going, I, I personally really like, but you have been so honest about that. Like over hmm. your Instagram and everything showing kind of every aspect about how you don't have to, as you say, you don't have to push yourself to the limit every day you have to do what's right for you do you think if this had happened to you say 2019 2020 do you think you would have pulled out of the season or do you think you would have carried on um well
1: I wouldn't say that I pulled out my back pulled out for me so it was actually <laughs> my back literally just gave out on me and I was like well all right so honestly if I have to be completely. Um transparent. I probably would have continued to just try to push through it if I made it through quarterfinals last year. Um, and that was the goal. I was like, I just need to get through this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it actually needed to be like a physical, like something physical to happen for me to stop mm-hmm. because I'm very hard headed. <laughs> And, um, I was hearing voices like in my head years prior of like, you need to do less, you need to do less. And I just continued not to listen to it. And I continued to get injured constantly. Um, and so, yeah, I, uh, I don't think unless it was like physically something happening to me that I would have stopped and learned all the lessons that I needed to learn these last two years, um, if I have to be transparent, but <laughs> uh, but I am grateful for it. I'm grateful that, um, cause it's still a choice, right? Like I still had a choice in it all of, um, learning and taking ownership, even when I couldn't compete. Um, but I will have to say for a while, I was stuck kind of like in a victimized mindset and just sad. And I wanted to quit after last year and everything that happened. And I just wanted to be done with it all because I was like, I'm in pain. Like, I've been in pain, uh, basically for a full year. Like once the season started this year, I was still in a lot of pain and I didn't know if I was going to compete at all. Cause I couldn't do a lot. Um, but I don't know. I just kind of, I wanted to, I owed it to myself to see this through to the other side, if that makes sense, because my husband told me this and I was like really reluctant at first. I was like, ah, but it's, it's true that like, you should never make it like a big life decision or a career decision when you're in pain or or um, just like not having fun, you know? And so I was like, I need to get through this season um, and see where like my head space is at and um, see if I can redeem some stuff. And I'll know like at the end of the season, which it's been completely different for me this year, um, if it was the right decision for me to come back, but mm-hmm. sometimes you have to risk some things and take a chance
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, before you make like a huge life decision like that. You don't just quit when things are hard and you're not having fun. Mm-hmm. So hard as it was, I was like, I got to see this through the other side.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and you are, of course. There is so
1: yeah.
0: semi final seems kind of ages ago, okay, but it wasn't that long ago. Going into that weekend, how, like, how were you feeling physically? Like, what, like, what were your pain levels? How were you feeling going into the weekend? Um, I was at peace with the fact that I was going to have to pull out at any second.
1: (laughs) Uh, that's kind of been the theme this whole year. It was just going to be dependent on what the workouts were and how my body was feeling on that particular day. Um, with the open with quarterfinals and especially with semifinals Um, because like two weeks before I could like barely put my sock on my foot I was in that much pain and um, everything that I tried to do that was an event for semifinals like it just kind of left me in pain so I was like I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this Um, so yeah I just was at peace with the fact that like okay. Like if it's not for me, it'll physically be shown that it's not for me. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was like, I don't think that I would have made it this far. Uh, if it wasn't for me, if that makes sense. Um, I had to conquer a lot during quarterfinals. I was in crippling pain during quarterfinals. Mm -hmm. And, um, after like the second day I could like barely move. And I thought I was going to have to pull out. Um, but I think I, I, I conquered this, this, this fear mindset that I had um and I mean it goes into a lot more detail than that but um I just I felt like I conquered this headspace that I've been in for like almost two decades of my life and I was able to finish the last day which I was like that was a miracle in itself because I literally couldn't do anything that night I was like walking with a hunch on my back (laughs) Uh, And I was crying that night and I was like, I'm going to have to pull out. I'm in so much pain. And somehow I just woke up and I was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it was was crazy. But yeah, I just kind of went into semifinals with that same mindset of like, I have the capabilities to do all this stuff. I do. It's in there. But I don't know if my body's going to hold up and I have to be at peace with the fact that I may have to pull out at any second. So we're just going to see what happens. Um, And then here we are. Like, it was was, literally a miracle. Uh, it was cool for that to happen. And a lot of people are like, it's not a miracle. And I'm like, no, well, a miracle is like luck plus opportunity plus discipline. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I just had all that stuff happen at the same time. Like I've have been so disciplined with what I need to do outside of the gym this year. Um, And you definitely need a little luck for that to happen for everything, just to kind of like line up for a weekend and, and you need that opportunity. Right. And I got all of that Mm -hmm. and I was just not in pain the entire weekend, which I was like, how is this even happening right now? How am I not in pain? Um, and then the fact that I didn't even have to struggle the entire weekend in the sense of placement wise, like I thought if I was going to make it, I was going to get that last spot and have to fight teeth and nails and it'd be like the last event where I'd have to push really hard but like I like my mind was blown the entire weekend I was like how am I doing this not gonna question I'm just going to keep my head down and be present (laughs) so it was cool
0: yeah and you know what I think as a viewer and I, I mean this with no disrespect at all I think people were kind of Quite shocked to see you'd had this kind of you were back and everything, and everyone was excited to see you back. But also, I don't think necessarily anyone had huge expectations. And I suppose again, because you've been so transparent with all the little things you've been doing, but also how much pain you've been in and how much work yeah. you're having to do, everyone was kind of like, "Oh, it's amazing she's doing semi-finals, but she's just going to do it." That's it. Yeah. Did you did you go into the weekend like? obviously I assume you wanted to qualify and that was your goal, but did you expect it? Were you like, this is my goal. I'm going to be really disappointed if I'm not. Like, what was your goal going into the weekend?
1: No, yeah, it was definitely not my goal.
0: Um, I think from the
1: beginning of the season, I've had this thing in my heart where I'm like, I'm going to the games this year, but I was like, I don't know how I'm going to because physically how I'm training right now is crazy <laughs> and not what I've done in the past. Um, so that was definitely not where like my headspace was at. It was more about just kind of redeeming everything because I think how I felt last year and just like wanting to quit and just like being mentally burned out. And even at Wadapalooza in 2022, like it was the first competition, I think, where I was like, I don't want to be here. Like, I'm not having fun. Um, I want to quit with every workout, like just I'm done. Like, I think I'm done. Um, and so that was more of my goal the entire weekend was like I just want to be at peace and like really redeem the way I felt the last couple of years. And and then that would be that would it would be shown if if I could do that and I felt a lot of peace, like okay, this is for me. Like I'm supposed to be here, you know, like I'm supposed to finish this the next couple of years in this career. Um and so yeah, I, I just was like really grateful that that's where my headspace was at because it wasn't like I was more physically fit than any other year or even I would say I was as fit as I was at Wadapalooza in 2022. But like the mental side was completely different. Yeah. So different. And so yeah, that's what I was really focusing on is I want to have fun. I don't yeah. want it to be the stressful thing where like I just wanna quit with every workout because that's not fun. Fun not, at all. <laughs>
0: and as you say here we are you are three weeks out from the games ish um by the time this is out though it will be very close to the games so what as you say you had a feeling you were going to be at the games and that was what you thought was gonna somehow happen what's your feelings goals thoughts going in to the games this year what do you want to get out of it?
1: Yeah, I think it's the same headspace. Like I want to really enjoy my time on the floor because, um, you know, being an athlete and stuff, it's such a special thing that we get to do. And it's sometimes a short shelf life, you know, and and like, you know, when it's taken away from you, um it just kind of puts things in perspective. And so I think for me, it's like really important to just enjoy each workout and give whatever effort that I can, whatever percentage of effort that I can um with each individual workout and not feel sorry for myself you know I think a lot of people when we're when we're out there and you're not in a good headspace I think it's really easy to feel sorry for yourself because we're like pushing ourselves really really hard every single workout and it's hot it's whatever it's humid we're sweating everywhere um and so yeah I feel like that's one of the biggest goals for me is just to really embrace the entire weekend just be really grateful for things be at peace and just continue to redeem um what i felt last year and just be able to like serve and impact other women too i think there's a whole new era coming up right now with a lot of youngsters and it's, it's crazy to be like man 30 and there's people that are like 12 years younger than me competing um but i think like as veterans and there's a lot of us now in the sport still, like we have an opportunity to continue to change the the culture and the community and CrossFit, especially with the women. I feel like in any sport that you go into, there's a lot of women that are just not happy when other people do well. Mm-hmm. And I definitely experienced that the first couple of years, like there's yeah. still really amazing girls, um, but there is still a lot of like cattiness. And I just, I don't like that. I don't get that. And, um, I think you should just always empower each other when like they do well at something. Um, so that's always like an underlying goal. When I go to a competition, is just to like, be happy for other people, help other people. Because like I said earlier, like I want people to be at their best and then I want to beat them at their best, you know, but if they don't, but if they beat me, it's like, well done, you know, Mm -hmm. like awesome. And, um, yeah, it's such a long weekend and people are going to remember your character over your placement at the end of the day. Like no one remembers who got, I don't know, like sixth place at the games last year. Like no one, no one remembers, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like, but they're going to remember how you responded and you reacted, you know? So, um, that stuff is just way more important to me, um, than any placement. So I just want to have fun and be able to help other women too.
0: For sure. I absolutely love that. And I, for one, am really looking forward to seeing you back on the game yeah, floor. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna let you go in just a second, but I have to ask you some quick fire questions before Yeah, sure. Um, and <laughs> firstly, your favorite overall lift um in the gym to do. Uh I definitely like snatch.
1: Yeah, it's a hard, it's like it's kind of like a golf swing, you know. Like you you know when you have like a really good hit, yeah. right? And it's like the same thing with snatch, like you're gonna have you know, nine out of 10 terrible days. And then you finally have that one good day and you're like, ah, that was awesome. And you feel it. So, um, it's very technical. So I like it.
0: Mm -hmm. Favorite overall movement. Uh, I feel like I used to really love,
1: but now as I get older, I can't really do them as much and my knees don't feel that great. Um, so, Hmm. I don't know. I, uh, I really like rope climbs even though maybe I'm not like the best at them but they're challenging so maybe I'll go with rope climbs I've never said that before but I'm gonna go with
0: rope climbs yeah and you don't I feel like you probably don't do them as often as a lot of things right rope climbs or pistols yeah. rope, climbs. rope climbs
1: yeah I mean we definitely try to hammer them this year just because like that's one
0: exercise that even if I'm in pain with my back I can still do so yeah. but yeah um, and I know. So you said possibly your first ever CrossFit workout was Murph. So your favorite <laughs> benchmark workout, however. Ooh.
1: Um. I actually don't mind Fran because I I really like thrusters and I like chest to bar pull ups. So or regular pull ups. I don't even know. But I like pull ups and thrusters. I'm like one of those weirdos. So I'm gonna go with Fran. Uh, if,
0: quite a few people have said that actually. And do you know, really? what is whenever I, mean. I think if I can think of a competition moment for you it's I was I think it must have been 2021 semifinals when I was like 100 pull-ups and everyone and in a workout and I, everyone was like oh my gosh she's just done them all like, it was like no <laughs> yeah, one knew anyone really was at and then all of a of sudden them. you were like oh yeah I've done them yeah. watching that so that yeah, maybe I should sense. go with pull-ups it's my
1: favorite uh movement oh you know what I lied okay I'm gonna go with to Bar I like yeah. Coda
0: Bar okay yeah. <laughs> you can be everything um and then my final question um obviously you are an individual athlete but if you were to go to the games on a team and you could build mm. a dream team around you who would you have by your side Ooh.
1: um well i love me some carrie so i'd probably go with carrie as my other girl um as far as guys go I don't know. I think Tola is an overall, like, really amazing athlete. He's so fit, Uh, so strong, obviously. And I feel like he's continued, like, even when we were in Vegas, he was working on, like, the endurance part, which is where he lacked. And um, I feel like he was making a lot of ground there. So I definitely think I would go Tola, Um, another guy. I mean, you got to go with, like, the fifth person on earth, right, Justin? Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, he's he would probably never go team. But I never like, man, if you don't go with
0: him then
1: <laughs> you're missing out
0: so that would be yeah maybe those a very very team. strong team well thank you yeah. so so much for your time and as I said we are wishing you the best of luck this year but as you say have fun enjoy um and we yeah. look forward to watching but thank you so much for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure
1: yeah thank you for having me